0: And if I'm looking down, bro, I'm just taking notes. Yeah, you're just judging me, I'm Virgo. I'm not meeting your high Virgoian <laughs> standards. It's Pisces season, bitch. Loosen up a bit. I know. Yeah. I Lights am. in the air. <laughs> 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 oh, you're killing me, bro. That was so fucking good. <laughs> oh, <I love> it. <laughs> that is the best Virgo joke ever. You've got that recorded, right? I want to show that to my friends later
1: thank
0: you i am (laughs) turns to your house and everything's just like in ocd order everywhere (laughs) (laughs) everything's color-coded oh
1: god um okay let's go man i'm not even gonna bother with an intro i feel like i'm just gonna leave that start bit in and it'll roll from there so i mean i want to jump in with a question that i know i asked you before but i know a lot's changed for you since Mm -hmm. then which is uh, can you describe the
0: way you view yourself? Fuck. Uh, I'll tell a little story about this because I'm such a... Like, I don't like to put myself in a box or label myself. And, and and even, ironically, that can be in a label in itself. And I don't like to necessarily try and be a rebel. I'm not trying to go against the grain that naturally I go where that happens to be everywhere, which is against the grain because the grain's very confined. But even when in, like... Went ahead and asked my friends this because I wanted to, you know, create a personal brand and stuff. And they're saying like interdimensional space wizard and all these crazy ass things. I'm like, I'm just trying to learn a simple way to describe who I am and what I do to the world. <laughs> so it's quite challenging to do, but um, how do I see my, is that the original question? How do I see myself? Yeah. Define how you view yourself. How I view myself. Yeah. Um, very free spirited, And that's not just because like, I'm trying to get anywhere. It's just because I'm such a deep thinker, it just has led to the conclusion of that's the best way to live. So I'm a deep thinker, I'm a teacher, uh, I'm a healer. And yeah, I love to, like my essence is helping people become more conscious so they can be themselves essentially. So how do I I really put words because that's just how I exist on a moment to moment basis. So you said free-spirited. What do you mean by that? Free-spirited. So I'll kind of drop into the term being spiritual. You know, people think being spiritual is like meditating and aligning your chakras and doing ceremonies. I believe we're all spirits. And just by being yourself, you're being spiritual by embracing your true nature. And my true nature is to be very curious and very explorative and very considerate of all things and then to look at it with immense uh depth and understanding to make my own conclusions of things so um, when i guess i say free spirit is because most people have been trained and domesticated through the schooling system through being obedient to authorities because that's you know we will learn to listen to our parents we learn to listen to our teachers we learn to listen to our bosses we learn to stay in a box and those boxes bore the shit out of me so free spirited for me is actually just not restraining where i want to go and who i want to be I love that. What about essence? What does that mean to you brought
1: up that your essence is to to help people? What do you mean yeah, by so, essence?
0: Yeah, so we've got nature and nurture, right? Nature is like what I believe is our essence, but talk, nurture is kind of who you've conditioned to become. So, you know, how you learn to adapt to the environments you are brought up in, how you learn to fit in with the people around you, the culture that you're in, you try and be like the culture so you can earn love and all those kinds of things. That's your nature. Beneath all of that is so that's your nurture beneath all of that is your nature and that's just how you naturally are that's just your expression so when i say essence it's like if you were like blend me up in a, into a blender and someone drank me that would start to become a teacher and and to want to be curious and learn more that's 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 my soul juice it's like the expression of my soul spirit. juice it's my soul juice yes. yeah so and my 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 mission in life is to inject my soul juice into other people give taste because yeah the world is missing the world is missing connection to themselves so now that i've been blessed enough to have experienced that that's uh, my essence is just like guys explore your essence you know i love that
1: i love how how much of a goof you are and you just drop in
0: hey that's very offensive i'm a very serious (laughs) spiritual person i thought you were pisces (laughs) bro um so we dropped in
1: a little bit earlier and Trying to find a topic that aligned for us and one that really aligned which was straight off the bat for me because it's alive for me is going from a place of showing up from the mind or ego or wanting or needing something and instead showing up from the heart and then i guess surrendering to trusting um, and allowing the release or relinquishment of what doesn't align with being in that place so I'll let you take it away, man, and and dive into where you're at and your experience with
0: it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's extremely powerful. And just before I drop into my own, um, my own experience, I think that's the thing that most people wrestle with, right? They're trying to, we've been so um, taught to worship this. Like, if it's not evidence-based, if it's not in science, then it's not true. And I like to say science is the new religion of the world. We move from trusting mysticism and now we all trust reason. But, you know, it's we're still clinging on to something. So people are clinging on to the mind at the moment. That's kind of the collective trap where most people are at. And even when we examine psychology, they're like, the brain is the seat of consciousness. Like, it's all about trying to balance the levels of serotonin and stuff in the brain, not realizing we have this entire body and being that we need to go to. So collectively, we're super conditioned to trust this more than everything else. And the thing is, if we were meant to be logical beings, we'd all be the same because it'd be the most optimal logical conclusion that we're all supposed to adhere to right because logic is logic so you should all be like this out of logic we don't make logical decisions that's not how we operate we, we operate from being guided by our, our emotions and our heart and that's that's what's unique to us and you can't take that away but most people have been so you know trained and domesticated to believe this that it almost seems stupid and how the hell can i trust this because it doesn't make sense to this but this doesn't have the same capacity of our heart and our heart knows on a deeper level it's above our conscious pay grade i like to say like we're not supposed to know that's why we need to learn to trust it so that's kind of like an educational drop in on that my own experience with this recently i was with a girl and she was the the love of my life um, i was with her for five years and it was deep and it was intense and it was beautiful and like just to give you context, we're planning we're talking about engagement and children and the life that we're going to share together and everything and the relationship wasn't working that well but in my mind i had i was fixed to that i need to make this work because i love her And I was so fixed to that idea that it was drowning out the voice of my heart. And what I like to say to to people is I was intoxicated or drunk on the idea of the relationship. I was hypnotized into needing that to be true so much that it actually disconnected me from my guidance. And that's a big trap that people fall into. They fall into, I should be this way as my identity. I need to hold onto this so strongly because I formed this identity or I'm so committed to this that I think I need to but I'm not gonna even listen to other options because my mind has convinced me that this is the best way to be. And when we're too heavily invested into something like that without connection to our heart, we can, we can lose ourselves because it may seem beautiful on paper. So beautiful, right? I'm gonna share the rest of my life with this beautiful girl, but it no longer aligned with my heart, but i wanted to believe it. You know. I wanted to believe it at the time. And, and that, that actually you know, hurt me a lot because we're in dis- disconnected relationship for some time. Do I regret it at all? No, like the only way for me to learn that lesson so fully, I believe, was to go through the heartbreak of that and the pain of that and for that to wake me up. But um, that's the start. So what was are saying? How to get out of the mind and listen to the heart, the, the main thing of that? Yeah, I, I guess I want to jump in with a question there. What, yeah, yeah, go, go. When you
1: say you're drowning out the voice of your heart, what was the the why behind that for
0: you? Yeah, yeah, There was the, the why was I was so addicted to believing the story that she's the one that i was listening to that above all other forms of feedback so i still had a lot of love for her but that was that my consciousness was so obsessed on trying to live into that narrative that other things weren't even that were in my shadow i wasn't even aware of them because i wanted to believe that to be true so i invested so much into it does that come from
1: like watching your parents does that come from the an about.
0: aspect of that yeah my mom like like not to talk shit about my dad at all but like my mom and dad they they had their fair share of arguments and you know it got to the point where my mom was considering leaving my dad but she has very strong christian values catholic values i need to stay with him no matter what and at the same time man, i love her so much and i hadn't experienced any love like that and and as a result of that i didn't know any better as well like so with where i was at that's all i knew too that's cool,
1: man. Um, let's get back to, I guess, we're at the point where, you, you know, you yeah, wouldn't change take it for the world, the even though there was pain and heartbreak. Um, just keep going from there, bro.
0: Yeah, so I got slapped in the face with my, and this is the first time I've talked about this publicly. She's given me permission. I'm not going to give too much details, but it turned out that she'd been having dreams about a good friend of mine for a couple of years, and she had so much shame about it. And, and this is the first point, and like, she In her dreams, she had feelings towards him and she didn't have these feelings towards me anymore. And she told me that I'm like, look, you need to listen to your heart. It's not up to me to decide for you what your heart wants. And that was a really raw expression of her mind making her wrong for feeling a certain way. So, you know, this is how this story began for me. But in a in, in heartbeat, I was out of a five-year relationship and then that made me realize all these realizations of, oh God, I wasn't actually listening to my heart. That's how I got into this mess. And then that made me begin to look at all areas of my life and ask the question, is this a fuck yes for me? Is this a fuck yes for me? Because when something feels like a fuck yes, that's my heart, my soul, my essence, like, go get a man, that's awesome, you know? And I don't need an explanation for that. So like, for example, if someone invites you to an event and you're only going out of that obligation, that's not a fuck yes, you know? If you're going there because you really want to be there and you love the people there that that's a fuck yes and i was at my current job at the time and you know i was really good at what i did as a personal trainer and i was sitting there at work and i'm like is this a fuck yes no so i ended up quitting my job like that and and at the same time i had to move out from my partner so everything in my life changed but i trusted it all and i went with it all because it felt true and obviously i was in a lot of grief because of the situation But the mantra that I said earlier, is keep my heart open even if it hurts because we're supposed to feel all things. I didn't want to cut myself off from feedback anymore. So I allowed myself to feel the depth of the grief because that was another form of me appreciating the love that we had. I allowed myself for the unworthiness and all those feelings to come up as well because how was I supposed to move forward if I was numbing all those things? So I committed to trusting my heart no matter how much it hurt because that's the real only true feedback mechanism I had. And up until that point, I wasn't honoring it enough. And that's what got me into that mess to begin with.
1: I love that. So if we go back to, I guess, your, your ex-partner having the courage to, and by mm-hmm. God, that takes a lot of courage to say mm-hmm. that when you live together, let alone anything else. Mm-hmm. Now, when, when you hear that, how, how are you in such a place of empathy and compassion that the response is initially, okay, you need to follow your heart and not shame yourself for this? Because I don't see that happening. Well, I, I don't assume that's going to happen with a lot of men who are so invested in their relationship that they have this sense of codependency and this identity being in that relationship.
0: Yeah, I think lo- love is not possession. Like that's the number one thing. Love is not, she's not my possession. Love is like, okay, our two souls want to dance for a period of time. Like while that, while that feels true, let's go. I'm so grateful for that time. If that time is over, that's above my pay grade. I don't get to decide. I don't want to cling to something that no longer serves me. Just like me outgrowing personal training. I can't force myself to love it anymore. You know, we grow, we evolve and things change. And the way I live and I was trying to live to the best of my ability and still trying to do is to honor my heart as much as I can. So how can I not ask for her to do the same thing? How can I not do that? So although my worth was attached to her in so many ways and it was unhealthy, above all things, I loved her. And that's my expression of love for someone is for them to be them. It's not for me. Like I always talk about this analogy. Imagine if there's a ballet dancer on stage and she's so beautiful and you rip her off the stage and you're like, come hang out with me. That was, you admiring her on stage is love. You taking her off is possession. And I'm, and the way that I love is I never want to. I never want to take people out of their way i want to see do our ways intersect you know, the whole saying go out of your way for someone implies that you know in Taoism you have the way your way and if you're going out of your way you're actually losing yourself for someone so i never any I want anyone to do that and especially in the most intense situations those rules apply the most like that for me that's the best way to navigate it i love that
1: was there was there a sense of um relief like was that uh, uh, an aha moment for you to go, oh, actually, shit. Um, I haven't been living in alignment. I have been clinging on to this and trying to force something rather than flowing with what's meant to happen. Did that help that situation?
0: Massively. A few things helped, like not feeling the song that was already filling up her heart, allowing me to close that door really quickly instead of holding on to it in my mind, like what could be, what if? I'm like, okay, done, let's go. Um, and then I saw her, you know, a week because we'll try. We're best friends and we still are best friends and it's really beautiful and I'm so grateful for that. But you know, we saw each other a week later, two weeks later, and the, the, that that love connection was never fucking there. But we'll we'll try to make it work, right? So so just being present to how that felt helped a lot. But man, it was the most interesting experience in my life because I had the most relief ever. It was like I was like a bipolar person. I'd go from grieving deeply in the morning to get up and feeling like the most alpha male on the planet because I'm like let's go the whole world is my oyster you know because so much of my energy was tied into living this lie and that was um consuming me being something that i wasn't and now that that was free it was all coming back to me so it was a really really interesting experience and to navigate it without numbing made me learn so much from it you know and i still have that sense of freedom now and have entered into another relationship and made sure that i didn't lose myself this time around so i've learned from the last one which is beautiful
1: yay I think you, you just touched on it there that you entered into another relationship, but you really gave yourself space and time. Like you said, space to grieve, space to feel, space to drop into the heart, because that's not a place you were coming from or, or delving into um, on that uh, emotional level and listening to what was coming up. How, how did you cultivate that ability or that capacity to go from a level of the mind and get back into the body so that you could feel?
0: great question you're killing it you're killing it Projector up and hits. <laughs> um so first of all i'm very blessed that i've had some experiences with somatic therapy so breathwork and those kind of things um and actually a conversation with jake loretto for those of you who don't know jake he's an incredible biodynamic breathwork practitioner and he shared me his story of going from near suicidal to healing his life through breathwork and um, i've been doing breath work with facilitators but he's like bro i just did self breath work every day until i healed myself i did it for like 60 days or 90 days or something and as soon as he said that i'm like okay let's go so i just started self breath working like every day putting on music creating a safe space for myself and just letting stuff come up and it's gotten to the point now and i've actually been reading a book called eastern body western mind that goes into the chakra system and i don't want to go too far down that road unless you want to but um one of their explanations and you can look at this through the lens of psychology or spirituality however you want to look at it i don't hold too much onto the dogma i just look at what works as a tool Um, but when they're talking about the root chakra it's all about uh, trusting the wisdom of your body and feeling safe in your body and they talk about the root chakra as being the container of emotions so i really worked on the mantra of trusting the wisdom of my body and i know that animals when traumatized they know how to let go of it without thought so i let go of my mind and I'm like, okay, you're not warranted here. You don't know how to have, how, how to process emotions. You're only really going to get in the way. I'm going to give myself the space and permission to go into my body. And I just continue to do that. Now I don't even need to do breath work. If I have something coming up, I can just like put music on, not even put music on. My body starts shaking and wailing. I'm like, whoa, okay, this is intense. Like people would think I'm weird, but it just works. And I trust my body so much from this whole process. That's so cool. You've almost, no, you haven't almost, you've created
1: an anchor. Like, just like a public speaker would have their Tony Robbins pump up anchor listening to music. Yeah. Fucking state change. Yeah. I'm about to go out on speak. I'm about to crush it. You've got that with um, emotional release or processing, which is really, really cool, man. That in itself is a a really cool system or process. Um,
0: It is. I'm so grateful. I have it because like I've been through such a deep intense healing journey from this whole experience. And when I feel stuff coming up, in moments like i can even allow it to come up like with my new partner even in intimacy before i would see sex as something where i need to perform and be a certain way and because of how unhealthy the relationship was and now i'm like whatever needs to come up comes up and everything is a safe container for me just to be authentic so we could be having incredible sex next minute shame's coming up next minute i'm crying you know but now that i've gotten out of the way of those things in the past i would have suppressed them like they're not warranted here But that was actually the situation that I needed to be in for them to come up for me to heal them, for me to become aware of them and to heal them. And now I'm not caring about whether it's warranted or not. I'm allowing stuff to occur more spontaneously and just trusting my heart to remain open in that process. And that has liberated me and healed me to be more free spirited far more than anything else. So it's been magical. Cool. You said trust there. And I wanted to go back to
1: that space where you made the decision or collectively made that decision to end that relationship. Uh, At the same time, leave the place that you were living, (laughs) leave the home, and then at the same time, also leave your job. How or what was that process like for you for, I guess, trusting and surrendering? Because for a lot of men, um, with the men that we coach and the men that we talk to, control is a huge thing to let go of. Mm Because for men, when they think of letting go of control of their life, they feel like they don't have it all together. And so mm-hmm. trust and surrender seems to be pretty fucking hard,
0: especially for like masculine men. Yeah. Well, first thing I want to say to any of those guys are listening, control is an illusion. You don't get to decide if someone fucking locks you down because of COVID. You can't control what your partner does. You think you have control to keep yourself safe. So control is a load of shit. And once you actually see through that, you're like, well, why bother controlling things? Because I can't control things. The mind is a it's although it seems really intellectual it's still it's still mimicking very primitive circuits so the mind is trying to do its best to keep us safe so it's like if i can make sense of everything and everything fits then i'm safe okay but it's no different to us not wanting to jump off a cliff it's still just a primitive thing to try and keep us safe so once you realize the nature of the mind is always to try and control things to keep things safe that doesn't always necessarily serve me so you know if i'm always in my comfort zone and keeping things the same and safe am i going to grow no, I'm going to be defensive. I'm going to stay small. So I've, I've realized all that already and learned all of that and know that it doesn't serve me, but trust is a really powerful thing because I trust myself. No, 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 one else can do the healing for me. No one else. Like, even if I've all the best teachers, it's only up to me to trust myself, to trust them, to do the work, to embody it and to, to grow through it. So throughout that whole process, no matter what i would put a hand on my heart no matter if i felt like trash i felt disconnected i would put a hand on my heart like, i got you man that's what trust is for me it's not even necessarily trusting something beyond yourself because i feel like a lot of religions specifically catholicism is like trust in a higher power trust in us Fuck that. that's cool guys but trust yourself stop putting some trust in this man right here like no matter what happens i got you bro so like that for me is a far more practical way to engage in trust and it was so beautiful to go through such a painful experience because it really showed me how much I trusted myself. And I felt like I had no other choice. I listened to my heart. It's like, this is a no. I'm like, well, let's go find the fuck. Yeah. Like for me, now that I have learned to understand emotions, it's a no brainer because they know what's best for me. They've never failed me. If I'm sad, it's because something's not serving me. If I'm angry, someone's crossing my boundaries. If it feels good, I like it. What more is there to explain than that? Then trying to chunk it all like a fucking machine up here it doesn't work it's it's a lot of shit guys it's a tool and you can use the mind constructively and we can talk more about that later but it's not the primary way for us to understand ourselves in reality so
1: i think it was maybe this time last year a little bit later last year i remember meeting with you and like i had so much still do had so much respect and love for you as a man but also as a man who i saw as a leader and in that position i didn't i don't feel like there was a level of trust in yourself then how did how did that paradigm sort of, sort of shift so that you could you know not just trust in leaving your job to become this leader this coach this man of influence but also leave or detach from the rest of
0: it because that's a mm. massive shift mm. Yeah, I was honest. I'm was i always doing the best with what I can see and understand at that time. So I always trust myself to the level that I've met myself and to the level that life has mirrored back to me where I'm at. So obviously when I got mirrored some hectic stuff to myself, I had a choice. Do I trust myself further or do I wither away and hurt? So these really painful experiences have let me become so much more powerful and strong as a man because I didn't really feel like I had a choice. I either grow and gain so much more trust in myself that I have to or suffer so that's kind of like an ongoing journey for me as things become more vulnerable and as life becomes more intense and as i meet myself more i'm always given that choice and for me it's like well let's let's go deeper so that's kind of the process that i continually do so i can only trust myself as much as i've met myself and that's why i try to be as authentic as possible because that's just who i am in that moment And i'll look back a year later and that guy is going to be you know a shadow of who i am now but fuck that guy made me who I am now. Thank you to that guy. You know, I can't expect him to be more than what he was. And I can't expect myself to be more than what I was. So I might as well trust what i got now. Like this, this is me right now. I might as well learn to embrace it.
1: So it was really just like being, having to face off with, with parts of you that created that, like I either trust myself or I don't. And I keep going down that rabbit hole.
0: Yeah. And when I get exposed to the reality, like in that, in that relationship, I wasn't listening to myself. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't trusting myself to make big decisions, but I was unaware of that. Um, I wasn't allowing myself to receive love. I was overgiving. All of these things got thrown in my face. And and this, you know, we have two choices. We can deny it and get defensive and bottle it down and numb it, or we can accept it and grow through it. And and I always prefer the latter because I'm a, I'm a free spirited growth junkie, you know, so I'm like, let's go. That's why I say, let's go. You know, I do some coaching with my, with this guy who does emotional coaching with me. And he's like, how do you feel about that? I'm like, let's go. I can't really give a word of the emotion, but let's dance. Let's boogie. (laughs) And um, Preston smiles said, when the, when the music changes, change the way that you dance. So when life changes, it's tune, you just, you match your dance moves to the tune. And instead of resisting what is, can you embrace it and rise with it is, is, is how I like to operate. So I was very blessed and I'm so grateful for those really fucked up experiences because like moving through them consciously is being so powerful and most people have so much shit they need to change in their lives but they're too fucking scared of the consequences but if you just do it it's the best thing that ever happens i know it's scary and it's going to hurt a lot guys life's going to hurt you may as well embrace it in a way that's going to make you grow
1: um i guess when we're talking about trust right and we're talking about the mind versus the heart or the body you can't come from a level of trust from the mind because the mind is analytical and it's logical. So like you said, it's trying to piece things together to make sure that you're safe. Whereas intuitively, and I believe we are emotional intuitive beings, when you drop into the the body or the heart, that's where you follow that gut instinct, that intuition um, that is generally in alignment. So for you, how have you um, built on that? Ability to drop in so that you're not making decisions or showing up from the mind. So I think that's a hard one for a lot of people. They think about dropping into the body, but you know, it's quite scary to go from a place that you're comfortable with being always in the mind <laughs> and having that chatter, and then to feeling something in your body because a lot of us are used to avoiding nearly everything that we feel through coping mechanisms. So how have you
0: built that capacity? very good question love your questions man killing it by the way killing it big flex for lucky. let's killing go it. spilling <laughs> it got two dicks here Not yeah. <laughs> let's go boys <laughs> don't cut that out keep it raw um, all right let me find the question again okay okay dropping back into the body right um so just to preface so this makes a bit more sense the reason we retreat away from the body is because we live in a very emotionally phobic society and i say emotionally phobic because collectively emotions are seen as weakness and you know how can we fix them as quickly as possible so we can get on with things give the kid a lollipop you know give someone antidepressants we're not taught like that is a deep feedback mechanism from your body and your spirit and it's gonna kind of fucking hurt but that's what you need to feel no one ever has said that to me ever until i started getting into life coaching and understanding emotions and trauma or whatnot right so what happens is we have a shit ton of suppressed emotions existing in our body so what's our natural response to that stay away from them stay up here because this is controllable this is dry this is nowhere near as visceral emotions are intense emotions could compel us to do things that we feel ashamed of that we can hurt people they're very intense so of course we're going to distance ourselves from them so if you're doing that guys don't have shame but to get back into the body we need to give ourselves to under- the permission to understand that it's not going to be pretty at first it's not like i'm just going to reconnect to my heart now i'm going to manifest everything that i want and no that's a lot of shit when you get back in your body, you're gonna like, oh my God, there's years of grief, sadness and hurt because I've not been honoring myself a bit and that sucks. But that's the only way for you to reform your relationship with yourself until you actually are willing to meet yourself with where you're at. And if you have been living from your head, you have been neglecting your own needs of your heart and your emotional body, regardless of what you've been doing, because you've been running on someone else's script. You've been doing what you think you should do, which has been fed to you by someone else. So once you actually reconnect, there's going to be hurt there. Can you actually accept that without judging it, without trying to fix it and lollipop it and ban it? Can you give yourself permission to feel all spectrums of emotions without making them wrong? That's the first step. Until you give yourself permission, you're not going anywhere. Then you have to use embodiment practices, and they can vary. Like the most simple one, like I was reading a book on sexual trauma, and this shows up in Qigong as well, and this other movement practitioner is just percussion. Just tapping parts of your body, because your body, your entire body is a container for feeling, right? You can feel it in fingers, toes, everywhere. Um, tapping this part of your body and saying, this is my forearm and feeling into the space in your forearm. This is this. Just whatever you can do, it doesn't have to be rocket science to bring more conscious awareness into your body is the first step. And then to be okay with whatever's there. Because a lot of people, you bring your attention to your heart, it's not love, guys. That's deep, deep, deep sadness, rejection, hurt, shame. That stuff's going to live there. Can you still give yourself permission to be with that? It's simply allowing yourself to feel it full stop. You're not trying to get somewhere. You're not trying to analyze it or make sense of it. You're just witnessing, experiencing the feeling, which is really intense, but there's no there's no shortcut around it. You have to just become comfortable with it. And I trained myself every series of two years. I would lay there numb, feel this little bit of thing in my heart. And what happens is when we're numb, we have all our own reflexes, our numbing mechanisms. So... For me, I'll start to feel something and I'll drop it into my head. I'll start to feel something drop into me. I'll start to feel something I want to reach for my phone. Do you know what I mean? So we have to observe the mechanisms and notice those because the more awareness we have around those, the more like, oh, that's me running away from feeling again. Okay, I need to give myself permission to feel. Why do I want to feel again? Because I want deeper relationships. I want to create a life that feels congruent with me. We need to remember why because if your why is not bigger than the pain, you're not going to do it. And there's going to be so much pain in there. So once you develop that desire, notice the mechanisms, then it's just simple practices of breathing, percussion, movement, dance, working with a somatic practitioner, whatever it is, as long as you're moving your body and just genuinely just trying more awareness into your body. So you mentioned why? What's your why, bro? I just want to feel alive. Like I was numb for so long. Like I can go into so much detail of like wanting to give my gifts to the world and wanting to share love. But at the end of the day, I just want to experience life by feeling alive. And I was so numb for so long. And, and that fucking hurt to live like that. Like, although being numb doesn't sound like it hurts, it hurts knowing that I wasn't experiencing life to its fullest. It hurts knowing that I could have given more love in that moment or received more love in that moment. And, you know, it hurts knowing I missed out on fully experiencing life. So for me, my biggest why is just being alive moment to moment. Then obviously the more connected I am to myself, the more able I am to liberate other people from bullshit. You know, they feel my energy and they see the person that I am. I want some of that. I want to be weird like this, dude. Or they're like, that guy's fucking weird. Regardless... I'm a bit of a pattern interrupt for people. The more that I live for myself, like the analogy I use when most people have only lived in their head, their whole life, it's like living in black and white. And, and I'm trying to inject color into people's lives. Like, Whoa, that's some, Oh, that's some good color. You know, like, uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. So the more I unknown, the more color I have, and the more I can share that with, with my, my soul homies and the people who are willing to receive that. And it's just great living like that, to be honest, like, you know, sex, hanging out with friends, playing games, whatever it is, I get more flow. I get more joy. It's awesome. I love that, man. Um, you, you spoke about like
1: the way you trust yourself is by meeting yourself in those places. And you spoke about, um, unworthiness coming up. Now we both know that feeling unworthy is a huge thing for men in general. Mm -hmm. Um, and even just last night I had two back-to-back calls with men who had this deep level of um, not being enough, mm-hmm. you know, for their parents, for their partners, for their kids, whatever. How did you work or how did you approach that? And then how did you work through that? Cause that's a huge issue at the moment for mm. the men that are showing up in, you know, at, at least in my network.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a deep thing because there's, there's layers to it and, I guess I'll start with accepting that, like a lot of unworthiness is beliefs we've formed. So you have the mind and the body and everything, right? So we have experiences that literally make us feel unworthy and that gets programmed into our nervous system as a feeling. And, and on the body level, we have to go into those feelings. And, and I don't know if a lot of guys know about inner child healing, but our, as a child, we have very specific human needs and the way that most parents are, it's not their fault, but they were parented through punishment, reward, conditioning conditional love sometimes through shaming and you know parents being stressed and using spanking i'm not a parent but these things end up making most people feel unworthy to some degree and we carry this from early childhood through life right so part of the healing is to go back and to meet those parts of yourself how do you do that you can listen to some inner child meditations there's so many free ones there's an app called insight time where you can do that um, and it guides you back to, to experiencing those emotions and then you can like cry them out or you can imagine holding that part of yourself and telling that part of yourself you're worthy but it's you have to meet the parts of yourself that were made to feel they're not lovable and give them love so genuinely you can do it right now it's easy to say right now but genuinely there's a lot of deep stuff that needs to be dealt with then i guess on a a more practical level is looking at how you're talking to yourself in your head like stop talking to yourself like you're a piece of shit stop believing that nonsense and decide how you want to talk to yourself and this is also called the reparenting process like how would an awesome, loving parent talk to them, to their children? Because we inherit the voice of every authority, bully, parent, blah, 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 through our lives. And that becomes this shaming, snarky voice of trying to make us feel like we need to be more. Of course, we're never gonna feel good enough if that voice is always there saying, you did this wrong, this. But let's say I do fuck up and I genuinely fucked up, it's good to own that. Don't shame myself. Then what would I want that voice to sound like? Joel, you fucked up. How did you go wrong? You got this, let's move forward from here. How can you create a, a different way of speaking to yourself in your mind that encourages you to feel more self-love for yourself and then i think we need to make promises to ourselves as men it's very important that we actually develop some integrity because if you don't have trust if you can't make a promise to yourself and do it on a day of course you're going to feel very wishy-washy but you have to understand your promise might be this big someone else's might be this big you have to understand where you're at your promise might just be to brush your teeth that day i don't know where you're at to get out of bed and make your bet can you start to make promises to yourself to build that sense of self-esteem back and, and resurface for self-image which is how you see yourself your self-image is a little different to your self-worth but you know, they, they kind of tie in is that too vague too specific no no know? i love that and i think making that promise to yourself is
1: ultimately just cultivating or creating trust right
0: percent. i said it and i did it and that felt incredible that means i can do a little bit more i don't have to be like, no i'm gonna go make a million dollars then i fail and i feel like a piece of shit no be realistic okay this is where i'm at I can accept that and see that wholly, not think I need to be more or think I'm less, just be very objective where we're at in our fucking reality because most people have inflated or deflated perspectives of themselves. So through this promising process, you might realize that you're under-promising or over-promising, that'll calibrate over time to actually know where you're at. And then just accept that's where you're at and build from there, just get to know yourself. Yeah, and I love that because when you're in a place of
1: not feeling enough, not feeling worthy, what tends to come up is self-sabotage like either through not honoring yourself um, or like overpromising mm-hmm. to yourself saying i'm mm-hmm. going to do x and committing to way too much so that you mm-hmm. fail <laughs> and then you can beat yourself up again and then
0: justify why you feel yeah why you feel yep. unworthy. and that's really fucking sad and it's a real trap instead of being like okay and i, and I love the i love the notion of pride it used to be kind of anti-pride like as i saw pride and arrogance tied together a lot and you know, we live in Australia and it's all about humility and tall poppy syndrome. So I didn't have a good relationship with pride, but I think it's freaking incredible for us to have pride in ourselves. So if you make a promise, even just for one day, but you did that, bro. That means you can do that again. Have some pride in your actions because a lot of men have lost their sense of pride. They've become so wishy-washy, their word doesn't mean anything. They don't care how they shop in the world. And you know, pride from a good place is a really powerful thing. Like actually having pride, in you. like imagine if we had incredible male mentors growing up who had we're genuinely proud of the young men that will be it. I know that would impact my life. And you know I was continually seeking that because I didn't get it. And now I can finally give it to myself and it's incredible.
1: I love that. And I think pride's a huge one. And then to lump on top of that, to be able to really cultivate healthy pride in yourself and not come from the mind or ego or needing to wear this mask of pride so that you mm-hmm. get recognition or you're perceived mm-hmm. a certain way, you have to learn how to like genuinely
0: celebrate yourself? Like what's Just your relationship you.
1: with celebration or self celebration?
0: The moment that, that you notice your mind doing something for someone else, you're likely trying to earn worth. The moment that you're trying to seek something outside of yourself, there's a part of yourself that isn't feeling worthy. And that part of yourself needs more love and attention. That's like, as soon as we go external, we're trying to earn something, you know? Yeah. It's great to do things externally, but when you're like, I'm doing this so that they see me differently you're getting caught up in a world of uncontrollables. You can't control how people see you. You can control being authentic. If you want to talk about control, we can decide to be more authentic, even if it hurts. We can. And that's the, we need to find the arenas where we do have control and dance there, not dance in the realm of, oh, does she like me? or oh, does he? Like... They may or they may not, but just be yourself and see what happens. That's all you can do. You don't actually, or you can put on a mask and try and make them like you. They don't even like the real you. So what are you fucking doing it for? It's another lot of shit. Like, We need need to get out of the bullshit and get into reality and people pleasing, losing yourself going out of your own way to try and earn love instead of just giving yourself love is bullshit. So how do you celebrate
1: yourself when when you've done something really good um, or you've really honored yourself by showing up for yourself um, and meeting that commitment or meeting that
0: self-promise? How do you Mm.
1: celebrate or acknowledge yourself?
0: big part of it is the thing in itself is a celebration of, for me because by choosing to do behaviors that serve me that is me honoring myself which is me celebrating myself so i'm not even i'm not like a child who needs a reward oh joel you did your practice good stuff man <laughs> i did the practice it makes me feel good like i did the practice i'm connecting to myself in the process so just doing the things that are a reflection of me are the celebration Yes, sometimes I tick off my habit and I make sure I'm like, yeah, ticked off the habit. But at the end of the day, like, you, if you're living a life that doesn't feel good, that's not a celebration. If you're actually choosing to fill your time with things that feel incredible for you, what better way to celebrate yourself than living true to yourself? That's a good answer. That's
1: not one that I was expecting to have fired back. So thank you, Matt. <laughs> um, I think we'll, we'll probably wrap this up because no doubt we'll end up doing another one in a couple of all right. Of weeks spit or some bars, Lockie. We'll do some
0: raps. You spit, give me a beat. Um, no, you know what? I, I was gonna rap, I was gonna freestyle. You got the beats, I'll go the rap. Let's go. Is this too much for you? Let's send it. Yeah, okay, okay. I was keen. I'll cut it there. I'll cut it there. You need, a, I need to have instrumentals. All right, I got my instrumentals. Let's go man. <laughs> I love you. Um, (laughs) I guess for anyone who
1: like resonates with what you're saying resonates with the way that you're showing up, how do, or what, what are your current offerings? What are you helping people through Um,
0: and where can people find you? Mm -hmm. Um, So Joel Stoyanis, you're going to have to, they're going to see the title, right? Most people can't spell that. I don't have to spell that right now, do I? No okay cool um find me on on my personal Facebook just add me on my personal Facebook but I like, try and talk to me I, I rant about people being voyeurs on on social media they just look and they don't touch you know they just step back like interact like like man like that's how I got to know you that's how, it's such a beautiful powerful platform if you actually use it so if you add me talk to me don't be a stranger cool read my stuff but comment as well like prefer to have people who, who interact because you guys get more from it and I get to know you instead of just being like oh I've got a follow um, so on both Instagram and, and Facebook, just writing my name, um, I primary my primary offering at the moment is my 10 week course for men called step into manhood. And that is, that is my baby. And I'm putting most of my energy into that. Cause I want to get that to a point where I'm like, that's fucking world-class and that's doing incredible. And it's already doing really incredible, but I want to go through one more audit of that. So it's top notch. And that's my main baby. I am taking on one-on-one clients at the moment. I don't have a massive structure around it. Cause that's not where my energy is going. But if someone feels connected to me. And I feel like I can, could be of service of them, reach out. I'm, I'm very much like, I trust my heart. So if it feels good and it feels right, we'll make it work. But I'm not like proactively like, this is my current offering with one-on-one, but I'm not uh, averse to it. And I love doing one-on-ones and I do a, a lot of um, different embodiment practices, guided meditations, helping you understand your own mechanisms to get out of your own way. Um, keeping you accountable as well. I go through a whole variety of things to help you get out of your own way because you have your own guidance. I'm just, I'm just directing you back to your own guidance. So the 10-week course for men is just for guys who want to either get their shit together, they're low, they, they need the tools to get their shit together, they have been supported by good men. Or it's for guys who have like one or two areas of their life together, you know, you might be crushing in business and fitness or your relationship's are lacking. There's always, like most guys are only one or two dimensional and there's a lot more to it than that. So just because you're cruising or you're going well doesn't mean you can't do men's work. So my course is, a, it's a deep dive, it's intense, it's heavily transformative and it's, it's a combination of mind of showing up in the world because many to do that and of deep embodiment practices to clear emotions to get you to know yourself so it, it's it's fire it's magic i love it i absolutely love it i love that bro i think
1: i'm happy with that could you uh let's wrap up with what you're grateful for right now and then mm, i guess um, some words of wisdom or anything
0: oh, okay that. yeah some generic i was gonna do that through my rap but you didn't beatbox for me so <laughs> bit of public bit of public shame there shame him guys he yeah. didn't beatbox <laughs> fuck <laughs> this guy <laughs> you just start rapping that um i'm super grateful for you supporting me to get me onto more podcasts like that that's alive in my heart at the moment i had so much response and in conversation with several people and i want to speak more and i want to give my gifts to the world and this is this feels like my jam like i talk to my housemate theo His jam is his healing hands. My jam is my spoken word. I love to help people access deeper states of consciousness or get into different emotional states through words. And our mind, you know, it's an interface. And if I use the right tone and the right energy and the right words, I can take people on a journey without even really uh, needing to do much. And I I love learning to do that more and, and being able to do that. So fucking grateful for my own voice, but grateful for people like you who trust me and allow me to do my thing in the world. So, and, and just feeling the support from that. So a massive gratitude for that. Um, wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Guys, you, you, need to, you need to be aware of how you're deceiving yourself. Self-deception is the killer of us becoming our true self. And it could be so subtle. We, we don't want to admit where we're going wrong. We we're trying to make that we're better than we're not, or we don't want to show people where we're struggling. All these little forms of deception up to us weaving this massive fabric of lies that keeps us small. And often we don't want to take that that net of lies away because we're too scared of what lies beneath, but what lies beneath is is the truth. And until you start operating in the realm of truth and be honest with yourself, nothing is going to change. Bullshit is bullshit. Truth is truth. Do yourself a favor and stop bullshitting yourself and start to face the, the facts of reality. I use the analogy, get on the scales, get on the scales of life. Like it doesn't lie. It doesn't mean you need to make meaning from it. But if you want to make more money and your bank account doesn't say that it's being honest with you if you want to lose weight and, and the scale it's being honest with you if you don't have love and your relationships are all toxic life is being honest with you life is always going to mirror to you back where you're at look at it very frankly don't lie to yourself and that's the entry point to creating tr- true change in your life i love it man um, thank you for taking time for this thank you
1: for the gratitude mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh juicy um yeah, man, I'm very grateful to have you in my life. You've been such a beautiful influence, especially in regards to tapping back into being who I feel I am at my core, like as the, the little boy, Lachlan, who was goofy and outgoing and playful, who, you know, had been tossed aside or put in, put in the wardrobe <laughs> so that I could become what I felt like I needed to become to, you know, feel worthy. So I'm yep. very grateful for your for you showing up in my life and you showing up how you do because that's definitely allowed me to tap back into that. So thank you for that.
0: You're welcome. And guys, like our nature, someone's essence might be really stoic and serious. Someone's essence might be silly. We're all different, you know. So it's not comparing. Like we're all so individual. It's not comparing what your unique self looks like. It's just learning to embrace it because you have no choice. You don't have a choice at the end of the day. You either live in disconnection reconnect and embrace whatever's there so i've had to embrace this crazy guy guys if i can embrace this guy then you guys can embrace who you are as well and that's why i don't mind being the craziest person in the room because it's like a permission slip for other people to realize that it's okay for them to get out of their shells too because i don't know no one's openly openly judging me they're probably on their heads but i give a fuck regardless you know what i mean so why not have some more fun and let loose (laughs) i love it bro thank you thank you sir ciao